0: Today, we're talking about the 2011 sci-fi slasher comedy from Full Moon Features, Ginger Dead Man 3, Saturday Night Cleaver. This is the third installment of the Ginger Dead Man franchise. That There have been four films in this series, including a crossover with the Evil Bong franchise. Yeah, that movie sucked. <laughs> Well, there's even a spinoff from it now, so the gin- Ginger Bong Man or something, just stupid, stupid stuff. <laughs> and it's also uh, produced a comic book, The Ginger Dead Man Baking Bad.
1: Yeah, I want to check that out.
0: This movie was made on a budget of the change found in Charles Band's sofa and an expired Hardee's coupon. <laughs> 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 That's pretty
1: accurate. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's there's like no budget in this. Probably the budget went into like renting
0: the roller rink. I don't even <laughs> think they rented it. I think they used the one here in Ashland City that's been closed forever. That's what
1: this place reminds me of. Yeah, <laughs>
0: of course, those Are places you- all look exactly the same inside. Yeah. Plus, it's missing a pool table. Was missing a pool table. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Has a rating on Rotten Tomatoes as of 17%, which (laughs) I don't know, man, because this movie is really funny. Yeah. So maybe that, maybe it could be as high as 23%. (laughs) (laughs) It's
1: the, yeah, it's like bottom barrel schlock, but it knows what it is. So it just, oh, yeah. No breaks, you know, they just, they go and go and go. They'll run a, a, you know, a parody out. They'll put more blood, more gore. Yeah. More, you know, chicks and like scampy clothes and stuff. They just saw gas, no breaks.
0: Yeah, it it is. This, this movie has CGI that is on par with the CGI we saw in Manborg. Uh, Yeah. It's got some of the worst puns imaginable, parodies, Silence of the Lambs, and Carrie, and every eighties teen sex comedy.
1: Yeah, and it's like randomly too. It's like for no reason. It's like all of a sudden you're in the middle of a like a um, a Porky's parody, and it's like what the hell? Exactly. Where, yeah. Where did this come from? <laughs>
0: The film was directed by William Butler. Looking at his IMDb, guess what? More Power Rangers.
1: Yeah, man. Power Rangers, they keep a lot of weirdos in work, man. Uh, he did Power Rangers. But I think he did one of the Demonic Toys movies.
0: Yes, he did.
1: And a yep. couple of Disney shows, which is surprising.
0: Yeah, Disney Get Connected and Disney Game On uh, worked on both of those. Written by William Butler and Muffy Bolding, he wrote on every film in this franchise. And she's done a little bit of writing, most of it for Charles Band or Disney, and some acting in this movie. She's Ingrid Harshman. Also appeared in Madhouse, Furnace, and Silent but Deadly, which is a movie. It's a murder mystery that has nothing to do with farts.
1: That's that's just uh, that's just wrong. Yeah. You can't name that movie that and like not have any kind of fart jokes in it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Puppet design and special effects supervisor Jeffrey Farley. This this guy is the hero of this movie.
1: Yeah. Like most uh Charles bands, it's it's pretty much the effects House kind of they run the the set and then like everybody else is just making their stuff work, you know.
0: And this guy's got quite a resume, worked on Streets of Laredo, Babylon 5, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Supernatural, and the short-lived but very well-made Cinemax series, Quarry. Never heard of that. Oh, it's about a a guy who comes back from Vietnam and ends up being a hitman by accident.
1: That sounds like Barry. (laughs) (laughs) I love that
0: show. More special effects by Tom Irvin. Worked on Species, the Langoliers, and Babylon 5. He might have done all the CGI. And the CGI uh, yeah. blood in this movie is... Uh, it's, it's almost like the Walking Dead CGI blood. It's just obvious cartoon splatters across the screen.
1: Yeah, but it's the guy that did the Langoliers, so... That's true. <laughs> that, that right there is like a crime against humanity.
0: William Butler is the ginger dead man in this movie. Originally, it was voiced by Gary Busey. Yeah, he did the first one. And the second one, it was voiced by John Vulich. And this one, William Butler, the writer and director, is the voice of the ginger dead man. And then uh, finally, in Ginger Dead Man versus Evil Bong, he was voiced by Robert Ramos. He's got a different guy doing the voice in every single movie. Yeah. Of Jackie Beat as Aunt Trixie. Jackie Beat, of course, is the alter ego of drag queen Kent Fuhrer, who appeared in Sex in the City and Fashion Police. How do we end up with two movies in a row with a drag queen in them, Jesse?
1: Yeah, I know. That be movies for you, you know. That, yeah. Takes all kinds.
0: Paris Wagner as Cherry Wright. This is her film debut. She has appeared in a few other movies that I don't even know anything about them. They're that. They're that uh, niche. I guess.
1: <laughs> That's a nice way of putting
0: it. <laughs> I mean, what else do you call a movie that nobody's ever heard of? I, I, I
1: don't know. Student yep. film or I don't know. Home movies is it's gray area. It's gray student, area.
0: Student films.
1: There we go. Student films.
0: Stephen Michael McClure is Randy. His only other film credits are an appearance in Rizzoli and Isles and a short student film.
1: <laughs> student films.
0: Yeah. Next we have Kimberly Pfeffer as Tammy Pimento. She's been a character actor since 04. Appeared in Crossing Jordan, General Hospital, CSI New York, House, Two Broke Girls, American Horror Story, and Blackish.
1: Don't forget super sharp.
0: Yeah. and Justin Schwann as Wheels Epstein appeared again in a bunch of stuff I've never heard of Uh, character actor for student films on his resume there yeah this movie's plagued
1: by student films
0: well with the budget that's all they can get I'm sure
1: hell most of the people in the roller rink is just uh, full moon fans that want a contest
0: right that's true that's true most of the skaters are full moon fans who want a contest I also heard that Charles Band has started raffling off the executive producer credit for his films. All you have to do is buy $120 worth of merch from the Full Moon store on a specific day, and you get credited in the next movie as executive producer. So there's the budget. The budget's $120 worth of merch. (laughs) I could be a producer, man. There you go. And finally, we have Selena Luna as Angel the Coked Out DJ, better known oh. as a stand-up comedian. She appeared in Margaret Cho's uh, show and My Bloody Valentine 3D. Yeah. she. I love her in this movie. She's really entertaining. Yeah. And one of the best deaths in the movie, too.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Her, yeah. Oh, man. I can't wait to get to that part.
0: Well, speaking of which, here's our Dumpster fire body count, everybody dies, including one mutilated anti-vivisectionist, two dead scientists, three melted bikini girls, three dead copulators, a hacked-up shoe guy, a dead pageant queen, two dead henchmen, and the entire cast of American Bandstand on roller skates. <laughs>
1: To be fair, we got to put an asterisk at that. and We'll get to that. All right. But, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty accurate body count.
0: Yeah. We start off with an exterior shot of the Scientific Institute for the Study of Homicidal Baked Goods, which looks like an apartment complex on a hill. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's, uh, it's like a really funny establishing shot. And then they give you what it's supposed to be. And you're like, oh, I'm not buying that. You know, <laughs> you know, that's what that is.
0: We see love- Clarissa Darling as a parody of Clarice Starling from Silence of the Lambs. And she's here to see someone, a security guard, who is very heavily invested in her sandwich, collects her scarf and piercings. And, and this woman just, she'll stop eating her sandwich long enough to say something and then immediately goes back to take another bite of this sandwich.
1: I've, I've been a security guard, and that is accurate as fuck. <laughs>
0: And it wasn't even. I mean, it wasn't even like Jimmy John's or Quiznos. No, this was straight up Subway baloney sandwich.
1: Yeah, it, it's uh, you you got to eat when you can on that job because they don't give you a lunch break. So it's like, yeah, that that's happening in real life right now. There's a security guard stuffing their face while they're working.
0: So she gets all of her piercings, her earrings, her nipple rings, and a stainless steel bolt that was somewhere in her pants.
1: Yeah, that. Yeah, nah. <laughs> you just can't put those back in like earrings either. It's like, uh, you know, I don't, you know, I don't want to go there. But yeah, yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> We start camera- off with way too much in this movie. Yeah, the
1: humor in this movie is like the grossest immature like kind of like humor that you can get
0: <laughs> yeah
1: i agree i agree
0: so inside the prison the guard leads uh, clarissa past some cells there is a french baguette
1: <laughs>
0: there's a cherry pie who sounds like carol channing <laughs> uh, she she's innocent she was just doing it for the dough uh, yeah yeah right a Jamaican chocolate layer cake. Yeah, I like that cake. And a cream puff that sounds like Paul Lind.
1: Yeah, I love that too. Not a lot of people know who Paul Lind is, but uh, he's like this really funny dude. Uh, he was the Center Square for, uh, what was that Tic Tac Toe game?
0: Uh, Hollywood Square.
1: Yeah, he was He was the Center Square for like the longest time back in the day. He and was? He also, yeah, he played Uncle Arthur on Bewitched.
0: Yep. And, uh, uh, he did make occasional appearances on Match Game. And if you watch the original animated Charlotte's Web, he was the rat.
1: And yeah, he was Templeton. Yeah,
0: he was Templeton the rat in Charlotte's Web. He had his own little sitcom where he had to pretend to be married to a woman, and that didn't went, go over very well either. Yeah, i seen that on uh, YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love Paul Lind. Well, finally, the gingerbread, the ginger dead man is in the last cell. He is strapped to a board and displayed Hannibal Lecter style. He asks to see Clarissa's credentials and she shows him a library card <laughs> after telling him that she's with the FBI. She wants his help. The FBI needs his help to understand why pastries kill. In exchange, the FBI will have him relocated to the maximum security Candyland Island.
1: <laughs> oh man, like the the whole Candyland spiel where they like actually name like locations in Candyland and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That off, I thought that was kind of funny. That was charming. That was funny compared to the rest of the humor in this movie. That's yeah, that was kind of <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's as good as you're gonna get from this movie. You
1: know, that eyebrow go they did a really cool mock-up, though, of that poster for Candyland uh, Maximum Security Prison Island or whatever. Yes. Yes, they did.
0: Well, about that time, there's a security breach. Animal rights activists have broken in, and they're going to release the killer pastries, thinking that they are animals who are being used for experimentation.
1: Yeah. The, oh, man. These people are stupid. <laughs> for one it's like a maximum security prison or something right Yep. so way like four or five like hippies could like bust into this place with like aluminum baseball bats but they did somehow
0: they sure did
1: and they start a riot and yeah they they bust the crap out of everything in there they beat up the guard who's probably eating a sandwich while she's getting her ass beat she comes in there's like hey what are you doing and stuff and they're like uh this one chick just starts hitting on the cages and stuff and busting the glass out. Of course, all the pastries go crazy. Right.
0: This is about the time that Clarissa reveals that she isn't with the FBI at all. It seems that in the previous film, uh, at the very end, the, there was a homeless man going through a dumpster. And he ate something he probably shouldn't have eaten. Well, this homeless man was Clarissa's brother. And the ginger dead man caused him to kill himself. And she's here to settle the score.
1: Yeah, she's got like a bunch of grenades
0: like hidden in her coat. That's right. She's got a couple grenades. She's got a pistol. She's gonna end it. Well, an activist takes her down while another breaks the ginger dead man free. She thinks he's a monkey. When she takes the mask off of him, though, he bites her nose off and then runs away.
1: Yeah. Fast as fast can be,
0: he's running through the halls of the institute, and he walks into a door labeled "Time Travel Studies." (laughs) A cup, because what else would you be doing with your spare time at a prison except experimenting with time travel?
1: Yeah, it's like also it's like a prison. It has like a bunch of crazy people in it. Yeah, (laughs) so it's like.
0: In addition to the homicidal maniacs, there are crazy yeah. people.
1: We also have time <laughs> they got a nice budget for a prison, man. You get like a time studies. I mean, the, the time studies office is like just some bare bones office. Right. With like a stupid little thing in it, and like a little platform.
0: Well, these scientists <laughs> are funded well enough that they have successfully developed a time machine to transport food back in time and they can wipe out hunger forever. Somewhere, the ginger-dead man found a gun, though, and he shoots them both in the head, then uses the time machine to zap himself away. Next, we get our title sequence with a song about a murderous gingerbread man. It's a parody of Bad Reputation by Joan Jett, and I love it.
1: Yeah, they use it in every one of these movies, so it's kind of like a, I don't know, traditional... I like it. I like the you yeah, know I like the original song. So yeah, of course I'm going to like it. But they yeah they just changed all the lyrics to about the gingerbread man. Yeah.
0: Next we cut to a roller rink and the 1976 roller boogie pageant. You get to see some uh, some guys in polyester leisure suits performing their very best roller disco moves. And if you miss them this time, don't worry. You'll see them about thirty more times throughout the film.
1: Yeah, they use the same B roll like over and over again you can tell who in the crowd is the actual like hardcore roller skater or whatever right and you see the ones that are like kind of holding off to the sides so those are the ones that won the contest yeah but you've also- got
0: the you got the two guys who are doing their best disco moves look like you know something you would have seen in the 70s on american bandstand or soul train and then you've got uh, the girl who's doing the figure skating on roller skates, and and then you've got probably three or four other people who actually know what they're doing, and then about thirty extras. Yeah.
1: <laughs> also, in the uh, title sequence, they give a different name for the movie. They call it Roller Boogie.
0: Yes. Originally, this was billed as the Ginger Dead Man. Three Roller boogeyman Man.
1: Yeah, and that yeah, I'm glad they changed the title once they went to streaming because that movie's that title sucks.
0: Yeah, once it was released, it was released as Ginger Dead Man Three Saturday Night, Saturday Night Cleaver with the tagline "The Ultimate Roller boogeyman or Roller Boogie yeah. Monster or something like that. Yeah, but uh... well, the Ginger Dead Man appears in the center of this rink. And we see a creepy shoe guy sniffing roller skates and a Coke fiend DJ. (laughs) Every time you see this DJ, she's got a brand new mirror just loaded up with cocaine. Um, There's there's never less than about a cup and a half of powder cocaine on this mirror at any one time.
1: Plus she's a little person.
0: Yeah. She's a tiny little thing.
1: Yeah. And uh, it's just, She's got it, sometimes it's like just the mountains bigger than our face. Yeah. It's, it's insane.
0: <laughs> There's also a couple of kids holding on to the railing. This is Tina and her friend Pickles. Uh, Tina's wearing a Bay City Rollers t shirt for anybody born after 1990, I guess. <laughs> Bay City Rollers was a Scottish pop band popular in the 1970s. Depending on which account you read, they may or may not have taken their name from a roller derby team.
1: Uh, All I know is they did Saturday Night and all of that song. Right. I mean, that's about it. But yeah.
0: Tina is moving, mooning over Wheels Epstein, who is dancing with Tammy Pimento. She says he's going to skate in the Olympics one day. (laughs) <laughs> 1976 was an Olympic year.
1: Yeah, but it was roller skating not an Olympic sport?
0: Nope. Nope.
1: Yeah, nope. these guys are like ice skaters. They're like,
0: <laughs> you know. Tammy has been roller boogie queen four years running, and she is your typical pageant girl. Wheels Epstein is with her for sex, but Tammy won't give him any until after she wins the pageant.
1: Also, that's the only chick that has period-appropriate hair. She's got, like, the Farrah Fawcett.
0: Yeah, everybody else is, has got 80s hair or yeah. 2000s hair. But, yeah, she does have the, the Farrah Fawcett do and, and period-appropriate hair. Conditioners weren't uh, a big thing in the 1970s. So, hair used to be a bit more unruly <laughs> than what we're seeing in this movie. Yeah, no one... And, and does you. It doesn't
1: sell it like, you know, I don't know how they do it in other movies, but they make it look period perfect. And this totally looks like, you know, it's filmed now. Yeah. You know, there's like no well, makeup.
0: Yeah. Well, how they do it is is they they get makeup people who research the stuff. And, well, Charles Band isn't going to pay for that. Yeah. No, I
1: don't You <laughs> already spent all that money on that gingerbread puppet.
0: He did. Well, then Trixie welcomes everyone to the fourth annual pageant. This is the fourth pageant, even though Tammy Pimento has won the previous four pageants. Yeah. And they'll gloss over that point. You'll never hear that again. So, <laughs> this
1: movie's really awesome. <laughs> <glossy. laughs>
0: Trixie has a letter from the county tax commissioner, but it's got an IRS logo on it. And Apparently she owes $85,000 in back property tax and the roller rink must close after tonight. The yeah. And the kids decide they're going to raise the money by holding a bikini car wash and a bake sale to raise to to get the $85,000 Trixie needs to pay the back taxes.
1: I love like this little bit and the whole plot cuz it reminds me of like I don't know, uh like uh, Marks brothers. Or uh, like the Three Stooges, like they always had that bed about, yeah. oh, we got orphanage, or, you know, or something like that. And it just, they kind of like, oh my God, it's like totally like old school Hollywood. A yep. little bit.
0: We've got two weeks to raise one and a half million dollars to buy back the orphanage. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's an old story yeah. and it works. Yeah. Well, then Trixie introduces her niece, Cherry, who is the stereotypical introverted nerd. And when Tammy calls her a nerd, a light bulb blows out and we see Cherry looking up at that light and Trixie wanting to move on very quickly from that. Let's not ask any questions about what just happened. Let's move on. Well, Carrie foreshadowing. Oh, yes. (laughs) Then we introduce the rink manager, Ingrid Harshman, who has the ballot box coffee can for everybody to put their votes in for the roller boogie queen, and everybody immediately goes back to dancing. As we see, Cherry making eyes with Randy, the assistant janitor, or something. He's kind of like a janitor, but we see a different janitor later.
1: Yeah, the only reason like you even ha- think he's a janitor is because he's wearing like a like a one piece coverall or something.
0: Yeah, well, he has and- a mop too.
1: Oh yeah, he does have that mop bucket he carries around sometimes. Yeah.
0: So I I don't know. I don't know actually what his job is or why he's there, but he's he's conveniently there. Oh,
1: he's he's a love interest for Cherry. That's that, pretty much
0: that's pretty much it. That's his reason for existing. Ginger Dead Man is trying to get the hell out of 1976. He hates this decade, does not want to be here, but he can't figure out how to make the time machine remote control work. Meanwhile, Connie, Doreen, and Sandy prepare for their bikini car wash. Oh, man. (laughs) Ginger Dead Man decides this is a good opportunity for killing, so he tosses the remote and heads off in search of a cigarette machine.
1: Yeah, I love that line. It's just like a dubbed line. It's like, oh, where's the cigarette machine at?
0: Can't even remember the last time I saw a cigarette machine.
1: I I saw one in like some kind of like Small little waffle house like place, but I don't think it worked. I just think they had it there for nostalgia.
0: Yeah. Next, we meet Peaches and Tux. They are in the diner portion of the roller rink. And her mood ring says that something epic is going to happen. Tux knows exactly what it is because he's got a bag full of pills that he calls Tux's mystical trail mix. This is a combination of shrooms, quaaludes, acid, ecstasy, bennies, and nose candy. Damn. Now, I I, I looked into this because I I thought it sounded a little bit off. Ecstasy didn't really emerge as a street drug until the 1980s, but we'll give them that one.
1: Yeah. Someone didn't do their homework, but it's (laughs) not like that anybody to research the script or anything. So, Right. Yeah, we're just going to go with it. This guy, (laughs) he's he's a wasteoid, and his girlfriend's kind of stupid, and they're probably going (laughs) to die.
0: (laughs) Then we cut to Trixie. She's introducing Cherry to Randy. Randy asks Cherry to skate, but Trixie tries to shut that down real fast. After Trixie leaves, the ginger dead man skates by, but Cherry's the only one that sees him. Yeah. And Randy convinces Cherry to skate with him. One thing I liked uh, about Trixie's introduction of Cherry to Randy. <laughs> Randy says, hi, I'm Randy. And Trixie says, she's Cherry. And she's going to stay that way. Yeah. So once Trixie leaves, Randy does convince Cherry to skate with him. Outside at the car wash, the girls are turning the car wash into... A boob-watching party? Yeah. They're just uh, wooing and bouncing.
1: They did that before we even got out to the parking lot to the car. They're That's doing true. That. Yeah. And so, like, they just kind of continued the same thing outside with a water hose. Yeah. So, it's it's pretty much like, I don't know, like an old Hardy's commercial.
0: And the ginger-dead man sure. is watching the whole thing.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: Inside, Tina is still inflicting her daydreams on pickles. She wants to marry a Bay City roller. She also finds the remote lying on the floor, and as she's talking, she's just randomly pushing buttons on this remote control. Accidentally activates the time machine remote and zaps herself and Pickles off somewhere else.
1: I love that scene where, Pick- where Pickles get zapped. Like, uh, like for like, crudes like uh CGI and stuff. They got yeah. Those, those time machine dissolves or whatever. They're pretty cool. Like. It did that cool thing where the lights were coming out of his eyes and he was like <laughs> a bunch of smoke.
0: Yeah, that was good. That was good. I like the little spirally purple smoke that shows up behind him. That's that's the time machine wormhole or whatever. I like that. That was a good effect. Oh yeah.
1: It's better than the effect of when they got a CGI gingerbread man running around.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, outside at the car wash, ginger dead man is watching the girls. Dump soap bubbles all over each other, and he spots a tank of hydrochloric acid. Because outside every roller rink, there's a vat of hydrochloric acid.
1: Times have changed, man.
0: <laughs>
1: like back in the '70s, you know, they didn't have like you know all all the regulations and the EPA we, we do now. So yeah, it checks out. There's there's like hydrochloric acid. What's it's really surprising, it has a hookup to be like connected to a hose.
0: Right, it does. Now, this movie jumps around really, really fast. You don't stay in any one place for more than a minute or two.
1: Yeah, that's they, a trick.
0: They make it look like there's a whole lot going on. This is a very busy
1: place. That's a trick to like, like trick people into like thinking that a boring movie is not boring. They just move the action around, you know? So right. they're always. Inside, outside, this scene, this couple, you know, it's it's really not that it's just, you know.
0: Yeah, they just cut up every scene into three or four different bits and and go back inside. Randy uh, has convinced Cherry to put roller skates on, even though she's still not sure she wants to skate with him. But the final straw that wins her over is when he quotes ABBA lyrics and tells her to take a chance on me. <laughs> yeah, but,
1: you know they've got a new album. Coming.
0: yeah i know i heard about that
1: you're like damn dude it's like how many decades since was a that lot that? yeah a it's lot. been
0: it's been almost 50 years since abba was a, a big hit got staying power. i guess i <laughs> to make a comeback everything old is new i guess
1: well, if the Rolling Stones can do it, I don't see why I have to
0: do it. Actually, I've got tickets to see that show when they come to town in a couple of weeks.
1: The Stones or have
0: The Stones. Okay. Oh, hell yeah. They'll man. be here on the 9th. Hell yeah. Well, outside, the ginger dead man connects the hose to the acid tank, and the girls start spraying each other down, and the acid starts melting them.
1: Oh, my God. Oh man! Dad these
0: were these were the people that I wanted to die first because this whole thing sounded like a downtown Nashville bachelorette party.
1: Yeah, it's it just
0: nonstop wooing, and I n- n- just just die.
1: But yeah, they like uh, they're like, how much money do we got from this car wash? And it's like two dollars. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but, they've washed like one car, money. and that one was Trixie's.
1: Yeah, and then they like whoo They start check. that's when they start like posing each other down again. Except at this point, it's the acid, and
0: uh, it takes them a while to realize that it's acid. <laughs> it does. It takes them a little while, and then somehow the person who's doing all of the spraying ends up getting sprayed. Not sure what happened there.
1: Oh man, yeah, no, she tested it out. That, that's what's so funny. Uh, okay, like she sprayed. So she sprayed the- herself
0: <laughs> in the face.
1: Yeah, she sprays herself in the face. Like, what's so like? What's up with this? Why are they acting like? That? She sprays herself in the face. And instantly, her face melts. So, <laughs> I, left, I left my ass off at that scene because, like, it's like,
0: what's going on?
1: What's wrong? Just instantly sprays herself in the face.
0: Back inside, Cherry meets Coco and Yoko. Of course, you're going to name the African American girl Coco and the Asian girl Yoko because you it's know. Yeah, it's the 70s. They say Randy has dated some real pigs, so Cherry's just his type. (laughs) And then they decide she needs a makeover. (laughs) Outside, the girls are melted piles of steaming gore. Inside, we get a makeover fashion show montage. The melting effects on those chicks is so good. That was a really good effect. I liked it a lot. If you haven't watched the movie yet, it's very much like the melting Nazis at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark.
1: Or that one guy from Robocop.
0: So we get uh, we get Cherry's makeover montage. We see the ginger dead man crawling into an air duct before the cops come and investigate these melted girls.
1: They had a perfect chance to do like a diehard thing when he's in that air duct.
0: They, they totally did, and they did not take that chance.
1: I was hoping for it, you know, because like, that's pretty much the thing the movie is they just take scenes from other movies and put the ginger dead man in them. Yep. So I was waiting for that, but now they didn't do
0: it. So inside, they're playing White Rabbit as Peaches and Tux are tripping and they sneak off somewhere to have sex. They think that in order to, to do this successfully, they've got to crawl across the floor through. You know the whole crowd and everything.
1: They think they're invisible. <laughs> all right, babe, but we gotta make ourselves invisible, and then they just start slithering <laughs> on the floor like they're snakes. Right. Also about the music, uh, they, it's all like it sounds like '70s top disco hits, but it's right. like the karaoke versions that they have. They're it like is? really, yeah, it's like one
0: thing off or something. Something's <laughs> not right about.
1: You. you can tell what they are or supposed to be.
0: Yeah, something that would allow them to license it cheaper. They
1: just, like, made rip-off songs where they changed, like, one or two notes.
0: Right. The other thing that you'll notice is that in certain shots of the interior of this roller rink, you will see Sonic the Hedgehog and the Simpsons video game.
1: Yeah, I noticed that, too. Uh, A lot of arcades in the back, and it's like, what the hell? They they need more pinball.
0: They don't need this, but... (laughs) At the very most, they would have missile command or asteroids. Yeah, but even then, that's that's far later.
1: Yeah, that's pushing it.
0: Yeah, lots of pinball, foosball, and pool is what they would have. Ingrid goes into the restroom, and this is where we get our Porky's scene because the oh ginger dead man is hollering at her through a hole in the wall. Yeah, and she hears him. This is the Porky shower scene with Ingrid in the part of Beulah Ballbricker.
1: Also, like, I knew they were going to do this just because that chick is dressed up just like the Chimney. T-
0: exactly. Yeah, she, she's dressed exactly like Beulah Ballbricker. Well, the ginger dead man sticks his little ginger dead wiener through a hole in the wall, and Ingrid grabs it and rips it off.
1: I would have said cinnamon roll. <laughs> Yeah, she rips that fucker off and uh, then takes, a like, a little nibble off the tip. Like, what the well, fuck? First,
0: first she takes a sniff, and then she takes a bite, just the tip, and then decides <laughs> to head into the stall to finish it.
1: Yeah, also, she's like, hmm, not bad.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> that was awkward.
0: Well, after her makeover, Cherry comes back out to skate with Randy. Tammy slaps Epstein when he notices Cherry. And Cherry and Randy skate to a slow song. And Trixie is creeping from the upstairs office with her binoculars and she gets to see Randy and Cherry's first kiss.
1: Oh, also, they dressed her up just like Carrie at the prom.
0: Exactly like Carrie at the prom.
1: Simple pink dress. And then, she got her hair all down. They got a little bit of makeup, but not too much.
0: Well, when Trixie sees them kiss, she grabs the PA and announces that she can see everything. That some people are having, everybody's having a great time, including the people who made a very solemn vow to not do that. <laughs> also, there's five minutes left to vote for the final, final countdown or something. <laughs> we cut back to the restroom and see Ingrid leaving the restroom. Turns out the ginger dead man was in the toilet. And says uh, something about, what was that woman living on, sawdust? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's gross. So Trixie Ch- uh, pages Cherry to the office as the ginger dead man runs across the rink again. Then we see Peaches and Tucks in the janitor closet getting naked. Mm-hmm. And as they do, the door opens. The ginger dead man comes in and sees him. So he climbs up on a storage shelf where he's got a much better view. Cut to Trixie's office, and she is boozing it up in there. Cherry enters, and Trixie starts scolding her. Back in the janitor's closet, the head janitor enters and catches Peaches and Tucks banging on his table in there. They invite him to join them, so he does. And it's kind of an uncomfortable scene there with Tux banging peaches and the janitor banging Tux. The what? (laughs) Yeah. Back in the office, Trixie's scolding Cherry for skating. She doesn't want Cherry skating because Trixie broke her pelvis skating. Her pelvis is held together by a screw and some duct tape. Cherry calls her a hypocrite. And that gets her slapped, and a fight breaks out. Back in the janitor's closet, the ginger-dead man has seen about all he wants to see. He's found a nail gun, and he opens fire on the threesome that's taking place in there.
1: Oh, man, nail gun. The old nail gun gag.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he nailed him, all right. (laughs) In the office, the fight ends when we discover that Cherry really is telekinetic, just like Carrie. Yeah. When she uses her powers to toss an ashtray across the room and nail Trixie in the head. Trixie explains why she doesn't want Cherry to skate, and we get a black and white flashback. In 1941, Trixie was such an incredible skater and barrel jumper that she joined the USO and <laughs> performed for the US troops in Hawaii by special request of President Roosevelt himself.
1: Don't want that fat chip. Don't want that <laughs> fat chip. <shit for> <laughs> but yeah, they, like they use just like old, uh, you know, newsreel footage of like you know the forties and stuff. It's kind of tastefully done, man. Yeah, they did, like a small thing, and then she cuts back to her, and she's like telling the story. It goes back to the B roll and goes back to her.
0: Right. Well, she was jumping over some barrels as the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor and, and it caused the barrels to move and she crashed and that's how she broke her pelvis. And she blames herself for all of the deaths because if she hadn't been skating, all of those Navy seamen would have been at their battle stations and the Japanese never would have successfully attacked Pearl Harbor. <laughs> Well, Cherry's going to skate in the Roller Boogie pageant anyway. And just in case you had any thoughts about trying to stop me, I'm going to blow up your desk lamp.
1: (laughs) Yeah, she pulls another carry on the desk lamp. She does that pretty well. It's like an lights.
0: Well, it's time to announce the nominees for Roller Boogie Queen. And Ingrid is on a little stage that just appeared out of nowhere. (laughs) Cherry is sulking. Having left the office, when she notices the ginger dead man's bloody footprints in the janitor's closet, she follows him and she's surprised by the ginger dead man when he pops up from behind a box yelling, pop goes the weasel. And that's when somebody reaches around the corner and grabs Cherry by the table by the shoulder and tells her to go out for the announcement of the nominees. This next few scenes are kind of out of order. The editing doesn't make a lot of sense here.
1: Nah, Yeah, it goes. It jumps. But not like it. The movie's been jumping before. It, it, it completely just is out of order.
0: Yeah. Tammy's sure that her name is going to be called first. Because after all, she's won this pageant four times already.
1: Yeah. Even though it's the fourth annual.
0: This is the fourth time, but she's won the previous four. Uh, but the first name called is Ann Morgenstern followed by Betty Sue Richards, and finally, Cherry Wright. Uh, Oh, yeah, and four-time reigning champion, Tammy Pimento. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the crowd goes nuts for Cherry when she's announced as one of the nominees, and then Tammy gets mentioned as an afterthought. Offstage, Coco and Yoko are congratulating Cherry, and that's when Tammy sends Epstein to go find out who's winning the vote.
1: He's going to go spy.
0: Yeah. Cherry tells Randy she saw the ginger dead man running around. Meanwhile, the ginger dead man is watching the shoe guy leave for his break. Cherry and Randy go to investigate in the closet where she found the bloody footprints. He can't see the ginger dead man, so he's not at all worried about the blood all over this room. There's bloody footprints across the floor, there's blood all over the boxes. But that's not a big deal. I don't see anything. Paige manages to, is sitting with Ingrid, flattering her so that she can get a peek at the vote count. And it turns out that Cherry is winning by a landslide. She runs off to tell Epstein, who goes to tell Tammy. It appears Tammy only got three votes. Tammy's vote, Epstein's vote, and Paige's vote. Nobody else voted for Tammy. Tammy tells Epstein to go find a phone book because they need to find an all night pig farm. <laughs> Tammy's got a plan. An all night pig farm. Yeah, from um, pig and all night. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> because you never know when you're going to need a bucket of pig blood at 11 o'clock at night. I
1: would just hit up butcher shops, man. They're kind of shady.
0: <laughs> in the restroom, the ginger dead man takes a cleaver to the shoe guy, cutting his Achilles tendons. And as soon as he cuts, it's like uh, perfectly round streams of blood come shooting out the hoses in his pants cuff. Yeah. And we see the shoe guy screaming and crawling across the floor as the ginger dead man hacks his feet off with apparently a very dull cleaver because he takes a half a dozen chops and his feet are still on. You know, it, it's not it's, he's he's not doing a great job there. Uh, he's doing good for himself. He gets to hurt people and and chop them up, but not a very efficient kill.
1: No, nah, that's like his whole thing is like he has to pretty much make a trap for them to kill themselves because he's right. a cookie. He's a cookie, and it's like there's nothing really <laughs> scary about him except you know. I guess when he was Gary Busey, that just that voice yelling at you would be scary enough. But yeah. <laughs>
0: Tammy comes over to introduce herself to Cherry. Yoko and Coco say it's amazing how popular Cherry has become since she changed her looks and her personality. (laughs) (laughs) You're so much better now that you're not like you. Yeah. Tammy insinuates that the pageant might be rigged since, uh, you know, Cherry just arrived yesterday and she's already winning the pageant. What's that all about? Yeah, fresh meat. Yep. Just somebody new. In the restroom, Ginger Dead man locks the door. He doesn't want anybody to notice the bodies too soon. Randy and Paige notice that some people are missing. Cherry is taking off her skates because she thinks her nomination is a joke. They're just messing with her. She's tries- Yeah, they're all gonna laugh at me.
1: That's she- a call back you know, to carry and stuff. To carry,
0: yes. She tries to confess to Randy that she's telekinetic, and that's when Trixie appears from nowhere and suddenly starts supporting Cherry. Changed my mind. Everything I said about you being a whore didn't mean it. Yes, that's dope. Ginger Deadman is in the DJ booth now. It looks like um, Angel's supposed to be dumping a big bag of cocaine that is obviously granulated sugar.
1: Yeah, totally and uh he, yeah the ginger dead man he totally fucking he snorts it up all and of it he immediately replaces it with ajax yeah all of it, Puts it down there
0: and just, here you go hoover yeah <laughs> so, okay. that was one like, of the better lines
1: that he delivered <laughs> awkwardly going whoop whoop and everybody's probably like whoop whoop
0: yeah, and then she she gets her straw and she snorts a big line of this uh, drain cleaner or whatever it is, immediately starts convulsing and foaming at the mouth. Then her eyes pop out and she falls face down on the record player. And then
1: he takes over as the DJ.
0: Yeah, Ginger Dead Man takes over as the DJ and welcomes everyone to Saturday Night Cleaver. Dun, dun,
1: dun, name drive title drop
0: (laughs) (laughs) trixie explains that she never would have lost the roller boogie if she hadn't lost all of her money getting drunk at the indian casino i don't think those existed until the late 90s but yeah you know yeah trixie wants cherry to skate and win the pageant do it for the boys at pearl harbor (laughs) meanwhile ingrid really wants to tell Trixie something, but Trixie's giving her pep talk and doesn't want to be interrupted. Once she finishes her pep talk, now you can talk to me, Ingrid. You have my undivided attention. What is it? And that's, that's, when, funny. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> it was funny. And that's when we find out that Ingrid has found the dead bodies of the janitor and tucks and peaches. And the nails. (laughs) And the nails. So many nails. I think at the end of that scene, when Ginger Dead Man was shooting them all with the nail gun, that Tux wasn't actually dead. And he got up to say something, and he just shot him right between the eyes with the nail. (laughs)
1: Yeah, there's a real nail gun master.
0: It was bad. Meanwhile, Tammy and Epstein are placing a bucket of pig blood up on up in the rafters. It's a big bucket. Yeah. Apparently they found an all-night pig farm. <laughs> <laughs> Ingrid and Trixie go to investigate the murder in the janitor's sanctuary. Ingrid's impressed by Tux's equipment, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She wants to call the cops, but Trixie wants to wait until after the pageant winner is announced. Meanwhile, Ginger Dead Man is up in the rafters headed toward the bucket of pig blood. And down in the rink, it is time to announce the pageant winner. Paige and Epstein are in place to pull the rope and dump the bucket of pig blood on Cherry. And there's a really, really long build up to the announcement of the winner.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like like I said, they just they move the camera around to seem like there's a lot going on when it's just like, and they do it in like reality TV shows, like those cooking shows when they're announcing the winners of the competition. It's like, yeah, just build up the dun dun, and then they show all the contestants and they bump crowd bump judges bump crowd,
0: yeah, and say, so, uh, all right, we've got the winner. Right after these messages and then they get your commercials and you come back from the commercials and then they show the build up to the announcement again yeah. and then finally make the announcement. And it's kind of the same thing here. Yeah. Well, Cherry is announced the winner of the final roller boogie pageant and the crowd goes wild as she's crowned. Randy sees a silhouette of Paige and Epstein behind a curtain and notices the rope going up to the bucket in the rafters and he's easing over that way to figure out what's going on. Trixie notices this and assumes that it's Randy that's up to something and she intercepts him. He tries to to convince her, oh, there's something going on. Don't you see this? No, the only thing I see here is you doing screwy stuff. Get out of here. (laughs) Well, Paige pulls the rope and dumps the blood, but it doesn't pour down on Cherry. Instead, the bucket of blood covers Tammy, and about that time, the ginger-dead man jumps off the rafter right down onto Tammy with his cleaver and splits her head in half.
1: <laughs> oh, man, that shot's messed up.
0: Yeah, the CGI for this is really bizarre. It's like peeling a banana. Her head just curls away on either side of the cleaver as it goes down through her. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like the goriest thing that they had in the movie. And it's like, I don't know, really crap. Everything else has been like physical effects until they get to this part. And then, yeah, it just kind of like pops open.
0: Well, from somewhere, the gingerbread, ginger dead man produces a pistol with unlimited ammo and he just starts shooting. He starts off by shooting Yoko and Coco. They're dead now. Yeah. Trixie wants Cherry to use her powers. And so the ginger dead man shoots Trixie. Uh, Cherry goes full on carry at this point, using her telekinesis to close all the doors leading out of the roller rink. And when Paige comes over, she's sucking up to Cherry. I never liked Tammy anyway. I always supported you. And the ginger dead man just shoots her in the forehead. Cherry pulls down the disco ball, hitting Ginger Dead Man, but causing a live wire to electrify the air conditioning duct and electrocute all the skaters in the place. So it wasn't even the Ginger Dead Man that killed everybody. It was Cherry that killed everybody.
1: Cherry Powers backfired.
0: Man. <laughs> Lots of shocking puns and killer puns point.
1: Yeah. It it becomes pun city at this point. It's like just everybody's like got a one-liner up their sleeve. They've been using or they've been waiting to use the entire movie. Yeah. And they unload.
0: Eventually, as the skaters get electrocuted, they start to burst into flames and that causes the smoking puns. Hey, you got a light. <laughs> <laughs> and now everybody is down. Only Cherry, Randy, and the ginger dead man are still alive. He is about to shoot Cherry in the head. Um, she does the universal sign for mental powers and puts her finger up to her temple. <laughs> and uh, don't try your voodoo stuff on me. And so she gives up on that idea. Now, she hasn't had to put her finger to her head to make her powers work at any other point in the movie. But now, if she can't put her finger up on her head, uh, then her powers don't work.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I guess that's... <laughs> <laughs> like trying to like uh, get it loose ends oh you can't do that
0: well he's about to shoot cherry in the head when we hear a voice that tell him to hold on to his cookies and i recognize that voice that's tina the little girl with the bay city roller shirt who had the remote control for the time machine <laughs> And when she says this, Randy just reaches over and steals the ginger dead man's gun.
1: Yeah, that, yeah, that, that was weird. Like, you hear that, and then he grabs a gun and holds it on ginger dead man, and then all of a sudden that blue smoke comes out, and then the next thing you know, ginger dead man is tied to a table or something.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's tied to a board, he's on a pedestal, and Randy and Cherry and Trixie, are all standing around him. Tina and pickles are back and they brought some friends. <laughs> oh man, this friends. <laughs> They've brought Adolf Hitler, check Charles Manson, check Jeffrey Dahmer, uh, check Lizzie Borden.
1: Okay. Yeah, definitely check
0: <laughs> Clarissa Darling and the sandwich eating guard from the prison. Dan, they got the whole gang, the whole gang. Well, the serial killers get to work right away. They rip the ginger dead man apart and stuff him in a magic cookie jar.
1: That part where uh, Jeffrey Dahmer rips the head off that cookie. <laughs> and he takes that face. Oh, my God.
0: That was creepy as hell right
1: there. It was super creepy. I got really into his part.
0: Tina explains that she went back in time and warned Clarissa. So the ginger dead man never escaped. The skaters never died. Oh, and by the way, I checked tomorrow's winning lottery numbers. Here's your ticket. You're a millionaire now, and you won't lose the roller boogie.
1: See, this is what I meant by an asterisk. Uh, All the death and chaos and dismembrance and stuff,
0: it Never all happened. gets undone here. Never happened.
1: It's, so it's like, ah man, they copped out, you know, and it's like, yeah, that's all right. It's cool. I mean, it's not a but, serious movie. But ever.
0: they undid it in a w in the funniest way because she's talking and you see all these people laying dead in the middle of the roller rink, and as she's saying this, that this none of this ever happened, they just kind of lift their heads up and look and then start yeah. standing up off the
1: floor. <laughs> like little, like i don't know magic glow and then like yeah people just start getting up hey what happened it's a total like bill and ted situation where they got to go and fix everything after the fact you know right but in bill and ted they know how to execute it and this is just it kind of <laughs> but i'm like all right yeah i'll go with it and just don't make me look at jeffrey dahmer's face anymore <laughs>
0: Yeah, Jeffrey Dahmer really um, definitely got into his part. <laughs> he was scarier than Hitler, man. <laughs> That's bad. That. The, the Hitler in this movie is a lot like the Hitler in Preacher. Yeah, a little bit. So Randy kisses Cherry and Hitler yells, let's roller boogie. And everybody starts dancing again. Oh, by the way, Cokehead Angel is back in the DJ booth, too.
1: Yeah. Oh man, she's going at it too.
0: She's got more coke too. We see Hitler skating with Ingrid. <laughs> that was funny <laughs> when he said,
1: "Roller, you know, let's go roller boogie." That's just what the hell am I watching at this point? <laughs> it's like, I don't know those old beach party movies of the fifties and crap, but they got like Hitler and Charles Manson and Jeffrey Dahmer's out there dancing with them and shit.
0: <laughs> it's like Snow Patrol yeah oh man
1: like what or like like yeah there's this one like old ass like beach blanket bingo type movie where like vincent price is in it
0: oh god
1: you know what i'm saying it's like does vincent price party on the beach with a bunch of teenagers for dressed up like (laughs) and you just kind of your brain kind of melts at that point like what is going on seriously but yeah everybody's everybody's doing their roller tricks dj's cooking it up uh yeah, the Hitler thing where they're like kind of like slowly skating like a couple, you know? Yeah.
0: Well Tina uses the time remote again and everybody's headed back. Trixie is also leaving. She has given the roller boogie to Cherry. You own this now. Good luck. You now you own a failing business, not me. Uh, thanks. Trixie, <laughs> Trixie is going back to nineteen forty-one. She's got some unfinished business in Hawaii that she needs to take care of. Looks like she's going to try to prevent Pearl Harbor from happening.
1: When that little girl sends them off, you know. Yeah. She, her last words are like, "All right, everybody go home and behave."
0: <laughs> Hitler. Hitler, yeah. leave the Jews alone. Le- le- leave them alone. They're nice people. Leave them alone. Yeah.
1: Uh Jeffrey, uh don't do that thing you were thinking about doing. <laughs> <Ever>.
0: <laughs> Hitler. Jeffrey, go find you a nice boy. you two settle down and adopt a little baby from somewhere. Don't 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 eat the no, don't <laughs> eat the baby. Oh my God. So everybody, all the serial killers along with Clarissa and the guard all head home and Trixie heads to 1941 to undo Pearl Harbor. We see the last kiss for Randy and Cherry. They start glowing as we hear the ginger dead man laughing and roll credits.
1: Roll credits with obligatory, uh, like bikini car wash slash goofy dancing montage going on.
0: Right. (laughs) This was the dumbest movie. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I liked it a lot. It's one of those where, like, when they came out, it's like, You're renting movies. You're not renting movies. You're just renting, like, you know, you're getting something to put on when you're hanging out with your friends, you know? And it was like, it was one of those movies. It was like, you know, basement full of stupid guys, like, you know, bad life choices. And you're watching Roller Boogie, you know, on a Saturday.
0: This is like one of those, if you lived in a small town and the only place to rent movies was in a gas station, this is the kind of movie you would end up getting.
1: Yeah. I used to rent movies from a truck stop. And yeah, this is this is the this would be creme de la creme at that place because that that place is awful. <laughs> it's mostly like ninjas on golf courses like beating the crap out of each other. So <laughs> just step above, you know.
0: That is something else. Yeah, I, I really liked this movie just because it was so. T-
1: yeah, I think that's like Full Moon's whole marketing strategy now. It's like it's dumb, but it's fun, you know?
0: Right. Yeah, we, we need some comic writers, but not not anybody that takes himself seriously as a comic writer. We don't want anybody who's afraid to do the horrible, horrible, horrible jokes. And, and yeah, no actors that want to get paid. Um, yeah, no shame. <laughs> 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 it's something else. It's a breaker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, geez. I'm sorry,
0: man. No, this was fun. It was a good thing. I enjoyed it. We're going to do more full moon movies uh, in later episodes because uh, how can we not?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Richard Band is like one of the, like he's up there with Roger Corman, you know? Yeah. Uh, Roger Corman usually like works with like people in California. Richard Band like works all over Europe. You know, he doesn't matter where you're from, where you're at. He's going to, he works cheap. And you get the job done. He's going to hire you, you know.
0: Yeah, and if you want to piss off a serious director, compare him to Charles Band. <laughs> I mean, he did Laser Blast, man. I mean, come on, he's, he the, did Laser I, Blast, <laughs> and, and yes, that is a cult classic. But it's also it's also a bad, bad movie. It's just
1: this man.
0: But it was good enough to kick off a podcast, so I'll I'll take it. Hell yeah, love him. All right, man, that's a podcast. Hell yeah.